Late Night Conversations, Monday to Thursday, 10 p.m. till midnight. Education Conversations. Let's welcome our first A-team guest, uh, who is Gerrit Lanning, Chief Executive Officer of Community Keepers. A warm evening to you, uh, Gerrit. Good evening, Patricia, and thank you so much. You, uh, you mentioned um, the words feminine energy uh, when you introduced your, your fellow um, colleagues. And I was just thinking that you must be an extremely formidable team because you actually made load shedding go away at 10 o'clock. <laughs> well, I think it's all that energy that we projected. <laughs> must be. Now, Gerrit, you know, I, I love the work that you're doing at Community Keepers. The fact that in South Africa, we are grappling with uh, uh, psychosocial issues in general. And uh, there's, there's been a call by United Nations that by 2030, leave no one behind and endeavor to reach the furthest first. You at Community Keepers are doing that, but you are doing it critically for teachers. And that in, inevitably trickles down to the students that they interact with daily. So for those who are listening right now, could you tell us more of the work that you are doing at Community Keepers? Yes, most certainly, Patricia. So I must confess, um, we we um, also started with an initial focus on learners. Like a lot of us, I think we, we tend to think of schools as the place where the learner need to be supported. But very, very soon we realized that there are at least two major circles of influence around kids, uh, one being parents and one being our educators. And the bottom line is that um, even if you say that your focus are children, or young people, school and youth, you can still make a very, very strong case to say that if you work with educators and if you support educators and if you help educators to actually support kids, you're ultimately actually still working with the kids. Um, but yeah, that's an roundabout way to say, yes, we do. Um, we, we believe that educators serve an extremely important um, purpose and not just unfortunately as, as teachers, but they have got so many extra roles, and um, especially, I think, in, in more low-income low income, uh, schools, um, the, the, the roles are just manifold, and, and one of them is basically that they, they become quasi-psychologists or quasi-mental health supporters. While grappling with their own personal issues, because they're also human beings, and then there's the COVID-19 pandemic, and it's their own families, but we still uh, rely so heavily on educators. And I'm glad you mentioned that the the lower quintile schools um, or or schools in more rural settings or informal settings or lower income settings are more um, heavily burdened for the teachers, purely because... The, the ratios are just so high. So what sort of support are we giving these teachers, knowing very well that mental health in South Africa um, from trauma and many other things is so high? Mm-hmm. Well, I, I must say um, we're based in the Western Cape, so I am going to give um, the education department um, the, the dues that are due to them and say that I think they also realize that their staff are important and they, they make a huge contribution in terms of, of supporting the educators. But as you said, Patricia, the, uh, the extent of the challenge is just so big that I think it needs extra interventions. Um, it needs 
um, intensive intervention in terms of, of the support that educators are offered. And and I think you've got it ex- absolutely right. Um, it is about the the multifaceted um, uh, uh, challenges that they are being faced with, their own challenges, um, then literally becoming the surrogate um, supporters for 40, 50 learners at a time in a class. And um, I mean, that carries that carries a burden. And I think what makes it more difficult, of course, is the fact that COVID has opened up all these uh, what what used to well we we all knew about them but but it's now been kind of taken to the edge in a sense um, so kids that were borderline really in trouble are, are now seriously in trouble and people who've experienced trauma could handle it up to a certain point but if it becomes so overwhelming then then you are overwhelmed there's just no way that you, your internal strengths. Um, your internal capacity can handle it, and that's where we um, we think and we know that we we can help educators. And it's not about um, essentially even even a whole bunch of very professional approaches. I'm not talking about therapy. I'm thinking um, of uh, things like self care, which is a um, a very very strong um, antidote against stress, against anxiety, and ultimately also becoming one of those uh, supporting agents um, against the um, this overwhelmingness that comes with trauma. A-team, as we're speaking to uh, Chief Executive Officer of Community Keepers, who are based in the Western Cape and are giving psychosocial support to educators and uh, inevitably it trickles down to the learners and the parents. Gerrit Lanning is uh, giving us his time and telling us what they do. I want to find out from you, are you an educator? Um, do, do you teach young people? What sort of stress are you facing and do you feel that the education department in your vicinity is giving you the much-needed support? Support, or are you one that feels that um, initiatives like community keepers should be, um, you know, given more more legs so that they can reach you? Call in on 011-714-2006. But another question I'm asking A-Team is, is, have you ever interacted with a teacher who's just not well? I mean, you hear from your child that this teacher is always on the edge, always shouting, always snapping. And and when you as a parent interacted with them, you realized something is just not okay psychologically. And and th- there was no way that you knew you could reach out to and find help for this teacher. Send me an SMS as well on 41391. Share your experience or WhatsApp 0614104107. Gerrit, with, with statistics that were issued out that are really alarming, one in five children have experienced neglect. One in four children have experienced emotional abuse. One in three children have experienced physical or sexual abuse. 82% have either experienced or witnessed some form of victimization. And about 42% of South Africa's children have experienced some form of maltreatment. These figures are staggering. These figures are alarming. And my question is, through your work, the workshops that you have, the counseling that you have, the multi-pronged approach that you have, how do you support the learners themselves? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm so glad you, in, in one of your previous sentences, you, you used the word okay. 
And I think it's such a beautiful way of looking at mental health to say that mental health essentially is a sliding scale of okayness. And all of those examples that you brought up are external factors that actually impacts on our okayness. And, and, and obviously, um, the, the more they are, the more difficult it becomes for us to say, well, I am okay. And that is what we find with our learners. And um, we, we've got open door policies at the schools that we work in. So a learner can literally walk into our offices and uh, report or refer themselves. Then they um, have will we'll be in a position where we'll, we will assess them and they will get either then immediate um, fast tracking into therapy or we will um, enroll them on our more proactive um, uh, programs that, that we run, which aims at, at, at a broader kind of spectrum of, of support and not necessarily just a therapeutic um, intervention. So it's more about being um, in, in a position where, where your resilience of based yourself, efficacy are, are increased. And um, we, we ultimately believe that those two approaches, being available for therapy in cases where kids are really hurt and really in trouble, but then also being available for um, programs where, where the, the nature of the intervention is a lot more proactive, a lot more based on how we can strengthen a young person and then ultimately see them cope. Mm. Let's go to our A-teamers holding on the line. Uh, remember, you can call in as well to weigh in on the conversation, 0117142006. I've got Itumeleng in Middleburg. Good evening, A-team Itumeleng. Uh, good evening, Patricia. How are you? Good, thank you. How are you? I'm fine, thanks. What's your question or comment, Itumeleng? Hello? Yes, Itumeleng. We can hear you loud and clearly. Okay. What's your question or comment? Okay. Um, I am a teacher myself. Okay. I am from Middleburg. I teach in a uh, public school. Now, we have been asked to to investigate about learners who are having problems. So if you have a learner who is not passing your subject, you have to, have, uh, to fill in a form and investigate about the learner's situation and, you know, go to the learner's house and find out whether they have parents, find out if they've always had reading problems or writing problems and all of that. So now the Department of Education is expecting us as teachers to be doing all of this um, and at the same time to be teaching and at the same time to be having recovery plans because of uh, COVID, you know, with us losing so much time last year. And so we, I feel that as the Department of Education does not really give teacher support because um, they always expect us to do all these things but we are first teachers before we are social workers before we are psychologists we're not even qualified to be social workers but we are expected to play these roles so I really feel that the Department of Education does not give the necessary support for teachers when it comes to teachers having to support learners and parents. So, Itumeleng, since you're on the ground and you understand the challenges that you are faced with, um, what sort of support do you think would be adequate? Okay, I think that social workers and psychologists should be employed in schools because, first of all, that would be creating jobs for all these uh, 
social work students and all of that. And then teachers um, can focus more on curriculum. Teachers need to be working together with the social development um, department. You know, so it cannot be the teacher's responsibility. You see, so teachers are supposed to be focusing on the, the content and also maybe um, liaising with the parents. But it cannot be put on the teacher's shoulders fully. So we can work together with social workers or psychologists, you know, communicating um, uh, the learners' problems and the challenges that you see in class. But we, w- we need to have that direct communication at a school level. We need uh, social workers at school. Mm. I hear mm. you loud and clearly, Dumeleng. Just, just for my knowledge, in the school that you teach in, how many children do you have in your class? Okay, at the moment, uh, since COVID, I have um, on average, about 33 kids in a class. And uh, when we go back full time next uh, term, how many? Um, it's supposed to be about 50. Sure. I understand why you do need the support. Thank yes. you very much, Dumeleng. Yes. And um, mm-hmm. when we work with the kids, you, we, when it comes to the social, or we call it the SBST, the school-based social assessment team, um, that, that we are supposed to be dealing with all the, the learners that you teach, not only your register class. So I may have about 30 learners in a class, but I may be teaching about 200 learners. You understand? So I need to have information about all these learners. I have to fill in forms about all of them. As long as I teach anybody, whether it's a gifted learner or a, um, um, a learner who has learn, learning barriers, it is the same. You, ha- As a teacher, you need to be responsible for the subject that you teach. So we really do need support because the Department of Education is expecting us to give these reports. If a learner does not perform well, you need to take responsibility and say, what did you do as a teacher? Did you investigate about the learner? Did you find out if the learner has learning barriers? Did you go to the learner's house and talk to the parents? Or did you invite the parents to come over to your school? You know, they want all of these things from us. And it becomes... Um, overwhelming, you know, for us teachers. No, thank you for sharing it, Dumeleng. And I really do hope that the powers that be are listening. Let me now go to Makosonke, who's in Jabulani. Makosonke, good evening. Good evening, how are you? Good, thank you. Good, good, Patricia. Um, You know, I'm a bit frustrated. It's been years and years I've been trying to assist the, 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 the schools or Department of Education with the, with the fact that I actually, um, I was very depressed as a young person, as a learner. In actual fact, I've been experienced um, uh, abuse from school by, by educators. They, they didn't understand what I was going through, and then they thought I was naughty and stuff. But at that particular time, I was dealing with mental, mental health challenges. But now I find a way of healing around that, um, actually overcoming that. And now... For years and years now, I've been trying to assist them and help them because now it, it, it feels more of a secondary trauma because you know that you can assist. Like this, this kid that just killed, just killed herself in, 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 I think, in Pumalang, if I'm not mistaken. Um, that was only, that was bullied. That was bullied. So, actually, in actual fact, when I was assisting that situation, that kid didn't kill herself because she was being bullied. That kid, if, if, if really somebody had a conversation, you'll find that she, she was experiencing some form of depression at the early stage. And now that 
actually became um, a, a trigger into her committing suicide because I also tried to commit suicide when I was in high school, which the traumatic experiences took place when I was uh, in, in, in middle school. Do you understand what I'm saying? So, 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 so right now, I hear you speaking to that gentleman. Um, um, uh, I'm trying my level. I'm staying in Jablani. I've tried to engage the schools here. There's some gatekeeping that is taking place, basically, that I don't understand why, why is it there and stuff like that. But all I want to do is to assist. Because I, I, I think it, it will even be, because it's, the, the, the healing process, it, it doesn't end. And I think the more you help other people, the more you heal as well. You know, the more you feel good, the more you feel better, do you understand? Because you know that, because for me, it, it's very painful every time when I see situation like those. There's a, there's a kid that, that killed a teacher in Northwest. I mean, at some stage, I, I was physical with one of my teachers because of, you know, that traumatic experience that I've experienced. So, yeah, you know, um, I hear you speaking to someone from Western Cape. I wish they were around here and I could work with them and, 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 and get involved somehow, you know. Hello. Yeah, I'm saying thank you for sharing your experience and and for being open and vulnerable and uh, for wanting to reach out and assist others. What we'll Mm. do is that we'll find out from Gerrit if there's any way that you could be able to just, you know, sink and and, and work together because we need more arms and legs to infiltrate the system. Thank you very much, Makosong. You're most welcome. Gerrit, you know, hearing from Itumeleng, who's an educator, and hearing the experience from Makosonke when he was at school and, and the abuse he received from educators, and, and then the pressure that Itumeleng speaks about as an educator and the reports mm-hmm. that are required, it's clear that more support is required um, for, for educators and students so that the environment is conducive. And whether it comes from social department, department of health, coming together with with the education department, everyone needs to pull together. How do we get community keepers to to knock at absolutely every school and break the barriers of just the 28 partner schools that you are working with? Oh, Patricia, now, now you're talking about our dream. Um, yes, th- that is exactly what, what we're aiming for. And, and we realized that, um, I mean, Ituma Leng said it so well. She spoke about partnerships. She spoke about somebody doing part of the work and somebody else doing the rest of the work. And, and that's what it's about. It's finding the resources, the capacity um, to, to actually serve the kids, to serve the educators. And in that way, one of our immediate solutions are that um, with, with all of the COVID um, fallout, we as many organizations had to also start depending a lot more on technology. So we started making up a whole library of different resources, uh, resources for educators, for self-care, um, resources for parents where they can um, l- learn about themselves and learn about their kids and how to support their children, and also um, just coping techniques for children, um, a- anxiety programs for, for um, or anti-anxiety, an- anti-stress programs for educators. All of those are available on our, on our website, www w.communitykeepers.org and it's it's free resources um we we also um would love to if people needed um support or needed guidance on how to actually administer or use the material 
we would gladly enter into a conversation with them. Because we realize that as, as much as Itumaleng, I would agree with you that we need more social workers, um, sadly, I think we will never be in a position where we'll have enough. So I think our, our immediate and intermediate plan is a little bit like what Mokosong has said, is uh, let's, let's roll up our own sleeves. Let's um, start taking responsibility, co-responsibility for our schools, for our educators, and um, start using um, the material. And I think the, the, the most important thing is to have a mindset, um, starting with, with uh, not, not even just talking about mental health anymore, but doing, actioning mental health, to say that, um, and, and really, I want to applaud Marcus Honge for, for um, how he spoke. I think we need more champions like that who are saying, dudes, I struggled. I, I, I went through hell and I know what it is like. And it doesn't make him less of a human being. I think, frankly, he, he's, he's my champion of the night. Um, or perhaps also with to Maling and, and all the, the teachers who are doing their best. But I think ultimately it's, it's about taking the action and finding the resources. Um, you can use ours. There are also um, quite a number of other open source material um, available. Um, the, the, the world are full of material. And I think it's just about saying, I need the support. I will take a proactive step forward and, I, and I'll start using something um, for myself. And, and also uh, start start spreading the word and, and taking the, the collective action for our communities. And uh, Gerrit, how do people get in touch with you at Community Keepers, even people like um, Makosanke who would like to, to partner in some way? Yes, they're, they're welcome to, to write me an email. Um, I would prefer that. They can either do it through our website, again, um, communitykeepers.org, or they can write an, an email to info at communitykeepers.org. Excellent. Thank you very much for joining us. And more strength to your bow at Community Keepers. Thank you so much, Patricia.